The Charlotte Hornets set a record with their ball movement in this most recent game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Does LaMelo have a new permanent mentor? And a couple of the GOATs are going to be honored this week in the Charlotte Hornets game against the Dallas Mavericks. It's all coming up today on the Locked on Hornets podcast. You are Locked on Hornets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, and you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug Branson, LOH, and at Locked On Hornets. Nice to see the Hornets pick up a win, and it was a good one, a convincing victory at that. In the first half, they go into the locker room with a six-point lead, and then they don't have that failed quarter, Doug. They come out in the third quarter, still hold the lead, extend it to a 20-point margin or a deficit for the Pelicans heading into the fourth, take care of business there too, where we've seen them drop some big leads, but they actually win every single quarter in this game against New Orleans. So you didn't have that failed 12 minutes of action, and they come out on top against New Orleans on Friday, a much-needed victory for them they set a record for assist in this game that happened at least this season 41 that's a monster number Lamelo had nine of those he had an excellent floor game terry rogier he had eight assists miles bridges had nine assists so what you saw from the charlotte hornets excellent ball movement offense that was uh, hitting on all cylinders 142 points we've seen these types of games from the hornets quite a bit this year where they just explode and nobody can touch them because they're scoring 150. They'll score 140. We've seen these types of games, uh, but a really nice one, at least on that end of the floor. And Charlotte takes care of business in a big way. Yeah. But after the first half Walker, I don't know about you, but I'm like, why, why are we playing around here? What's going on? I mean, you know, look at this, this lineup for uh, the Pelicans. They're badly hurt. Uh, they got injuries all over the place. Oh, sure. They're starting Najee Marshall, Jackson Hayes, JV, Jonas Valanciunas, Herbert Jones, Devontae Graham off the bench, Jose Alvarado, Billy Hernan Gomez, Trey Murphy the third. I mean, Tony Snell got eleven minutes. I mean, you would be excused not to know some of those names. Uh, they they are they are really reaching into the depths of uh, player knowledge uh, for some of these spots. And yet the Hornets, there were fourteen lead changes in this game, all of them essentially happening in the first half. Uh, but I, like you, I'm glad they decided, hey, we're going to come out in the second half and decide to win this game. I mean, Bridges was staying in 26 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Terry Rozier was staying in. He had 25. LaMelo, not not hitting his three ball very well, but uh, doing everything else exceptionally. He had a great game, 17, nine, six. I mean, I thought LaMelo looked a lot more relaxed, a lot more in control, uh, wasn't forcing things. Uh, you know, I just really enjoyed watching LaMelo in this one. Yeah, no, the floor game was great. We'll get to IT's comments in just a second. Isaiah Thomas becoming a more permanent part of this team, but he even talked about it after the game. What LaMelo did in this one, I just thought the floor game was a lot better than what we have seen. And even it not being terrible, we just saw a lot of turnovers in the last few contests before this one. This stat line for LaMelo, one turnover to the nine assists he dished out, had the pick and roll game working with Montrez quite Quite a bit. I thought that was fun. You had some excellent passes. One in the corner draws in. I think it was a Tony Snell for a Cody Martin corner three-pointer. So the assists were there. They were there for a lot of people. They were certainly there for LaMelo. 
um, had some nice breakaway opportunities, had the dunk off of the, uh, of the steal that he had at the top of the key. I think he took that away from Valanchunas. And then on the pick and roll, a couple of just wide open lanes for a layup and took advantage of it. Really, really nice floor game for LaMelo. Even if the three-point shot's not working, the only thing that's forced is a couple of step backs from him. You know, there's just some shot selection. I think there's just like maybe a couple from the from deep where you'd like the offense to maybe run a little bit more. Maybe I, I don't know the shot clock at that point. But other than that, man, I mean, LaMelo, LaMelo was excellent as the floor game goes for him. And Terry Rozier was hitting his three, seven of 13, high volume. A lot of makes for this one, 25 points for him. And Miles was hitting his three, 26 points, four of eight from deep. And a couple of games where they have just really blown things out in regulation. I mean, they had the 158 against the Pacers. um, And in this one, they dropped 142 in regulation. I feel like that's been a general trend this year in the NBA. We've seen a lot of blowout victories, high offensive outputs. I think that probably has something to do I don't think it's a tanking thing although there are some exceptionally terrible teams this season New Orleans not one of them we just you know the Hornets caught New Orleans on a night when they were missing essentially everyone that that could score for that team Um, but I think probably the COVID protocols have a lot to do with that but just a a ton of blowout victories and and I saw I did see a stat earlier a couple weeks ago that said like this year is also exceptional for the number of comebacks, like 20 point comebacks. Uh, And, and I think a lot of that has to do again with just like different kinds of personnel. This is just an odd, you know, probably one of the, hopefully fingers crossed, one of the last odd years of NBA statistics. Well, and, and even with those comebacks, it's why you can't feel 100% comfortable that they're going to win this game, even with the 20 point lead after the third quarters, they come out and they destroy the Pelicans really in that third quarter, right? Fourth quarter, you're wondering, can you continue to do it? So we don't have any, you know, fake comeback that even the Charlotte Hornets are used to doing on the other side of things. And how about and how about LaMelo and Isaiah Thomas, the backcourt for Charlotte? They come out immediately in the fourth quarter. It's just those two scoring. And so you get LaMelo coming in pretty clutch to put the Pelicans away. And the first four minutes that he plays of the fourth quarter has a couple of field goals. And they're both, uh, uh, no, excuse me, Isaiah Thomas has a couple of field goals. They're both three-pointers. And then you see, I'm sorry, it's not my, it's not LaMelo. I was looking at the stat. It was Montrez Harrell who scored five. And then it was LaMelo who did come in to the fourth, but also had a couple of rebounds and assists and a steal to make sure that he didn't do make make any mistakes and played seven minutes in the fourth. And then it was Montrez and Isaiah that were really scoring. So at least they were able to hold off the Pelicans in that last quarter of action, not allowing the Pelicans to come back when we have seen so many comebacks this year. Yeah, I was uh, speaking of LaMelo. I was looking at some cumulative stats for him over the past 10 games, and he's nearly averaging a block a game. Like, that's crazy. We talk a lot about his scoring and his mm-hmm. ability to move the basketball, but he's averaging almost a block a game, uh, almost two steals a game, 1.7 over the past 10 games. Uh, these are per 48-minute numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, uh, I don't know if it gives me the average, actually average per game, but per 48 minutes. If he were, you know, like, people want him people want him to play 48 minutes, Walker. I don't know if you know this. They so do. So if, if he were to play 48 minutes, I'm just telling you, he would average nearly a block a game 27 points per game, 1.7 steals per game, 10.4 assists per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. Again, per 48 numbers, pretty good. Yeah. 9.7 turnovers, got to figure that out. But 
for sure. No, the turnover, and, and he did in this game. You know, again, play would, the man, give the man some minutes. And he played the second most in this, just basically right there on par with Terry, maybe like a minute and a half less than what Terry did. But yeah, played a lot in the fourth quarter to make sure that they were not going to relinquish that lead. Did a lot of the little things in the beginning of the third quarter, hit a couple field goals, hit that three pointer. But it was Montrez and it was Isaiah Thomas in the fourth quarter at the beginning of that period to really this put one, the Pelicans away. This one away. didn't feel, you know, I'm, I I don't have the big dub hat. I'm not even it's over sure. there. It's on the wall, but I'm not even getting it out because this was a this was a New Orleans Pelicans team that wasn't like super great overall and probably should have won the game even if they had um Brandon Ingram and, and it would have been a disaster had they lost. Uh, no yeah. CJ, no Brandon Ingram. Zion at this point doesn't he like probably shouldn't yeah. even be worth mentioning because the Pelicans are playing without him regardless, but you don't have Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. That's huge. If you lose yeah. this game, then we're coming in in panic mode, full on right. panic mode coming in against the thunder tonight. Right. After the, after the brutal back-to-back against, against uh, the Nets and the Celtics, this was the perfect, uh, th- this was the perfect sort of soothing thing that they needed. They needed this game. Uh, and now they they face the Thunder next, which is another great opportunity for them to just like rediscover what made them great. <laughs> and it's easier to rediscover what makes you great against teams that aren't very good. All right. Build Bar uh, is something you should be checking out if you are somebody that has a New Year's resolution, especially when it comes to staying fit. And I know a lot of people have given up on that type of thing these days. But with the help of Built Bar, it's easy to stick with your New Year's resolution. You can try the puff flavors, the OGs. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're good for you. They're high in protein, they're low in calorie, but they're also high in fiber, they're low in sugar, they're low in carbs. And the best part is that if you go to built.com, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, just use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com and you can help stick with your New Year's resolution, staying fit, uh, get some built bars. Great. It's amazing and they're healthy for you as well. Let's take a quick break and let's talk about Isaiah Thomas because. Because it looks like he's going to be a permanent member of the Charlotte Hornets going the rest of the way. What is his impact going to be? We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. 8, Gerald Wallach. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Mourning. Number 1, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We're getting somewhat close to the 35-year anniversary. Is that the next time that we bring that list up? Back. (laughs) <laughs> man it's crazy that i did i did that as soon as i hopped on and that was 2018 and so now we're gonna be the fourth season next year i think something like that wow. and Lamelo ball man it's it's gonna be funny like if he has three years four years under his belt by the 35th anniversary like how close to a top 10 hornet is he at that point probably top 10 right i mean if, if you just have that many years under your belt, it's well, not listen, a lot, well, but also he's special. We, right. Well, he's special. And we talked about it when we did the list, the qualifications are because we haven't had a lot of success mm-hmm. um, and we haven't had a lot of players do like crazy, amazing things that, you know, it's easy to climb that list if you have talent like LaMelo ball. 
But I, I think the one thing that can that can elevate him immediately is leading this team to play in and play off success, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a question I don't think we've talked about a lot. And I haven't heard a lot of people discuss it. It's been such a playoff mandated season by the players. When Mitch Kupchak talked about it in his interview with Sam Farber, he said, I think we got a little ahead of ourselves. And it wasn't Mitch Kupchak driving that point home. It was more so the players. But the point being, we're all going to be pretty disappointed if they don't secure some type of eight seed or up, even if it comes through the play-in tournament. I guess my point is, you know, how do we juggle our feelings if they get into the play in tournament and then they actually get into the playoffs by being the eight or seven seed having to do work in the play in first? And is that going to be just as acceptable as getting an outright playoff spot at the beginning? Is it still okay? That's fine. We'll still take it. How do we juggle those feelings if they go through the play in tournament and then find themselves facing that one or that two seed? Yeah, I haven't expected this team all season. Once they came in and didn't have a NBA level big rotation walker, I didn't expect this team to win a playoff series. I just didn't think I didn't just, either. You know, unless and I said it many times, unless they do something in the trade deadline to fix that issue, I don't think they can be competitive in any kind of playoff series. Then they got off to a great start and I was like, "Well, hold on a minute." And then they they showed, you know, why I suspected that in the first place. Now, I still think if they get Gordon Hayward back, you know, if they if they get fully healthy, uh, they have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. I still don't think they can win a series. But as I said in a previous episode, Walker, the best way to get your players playoff experience is to get into playoff series. So even if they went up against Miami, you know, and got blanked for right. nothing, it's good playoff experience. I mean, those those series that Kimba Walker went through where they got they got beaten 4-0. Were, were great opportunities for him to prepare for that Miami series that would come several years later and, and in which they almost won. And so that playoff experience is really important. Which is why you feel like there was a wasted opportunity last year against the Pacers. It's not like you were facing this gauntlet of a team. They were, and they had a decent amount of talent, but even the Pacers didn't get into an outright playoff spot after that. So when you lose to Indiana and it's so quick and you're out mm -hmm. of the game immediately, then how much experience can you really draw upon that play-in game? Which is why I think so many people were angry about the loss and the way that they lost, because I don't know how much good you could bring from it. Maybe you could say they don't want to ever have that taste in their mouth again. You know, now they realize that they can't ever <laughs> lose by 40. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, you know, how much? But certainly. Well, listen, I think it certainly helped them in their regular season games this year against the Indiana Pacers. I mean, that. True. That much is evident, right? I mean, so if they have a series against Indiana, then we're golden. That's all we need. Right. Well, they're not going to have that opportunity to recreate that play-in game. They're, you know, Right now, I think they're matched up. If the playoffs or the play-in were to happen today, they would play the Atlanta Hawks, a team that they have. Do they play Wednesday. Yeah, they'll get an, we'll get an opportunity, a little possible play-in preview. All these play, pre, playoff. I got to, you really have to, really have to enunciate. Make sure Lots you, of P's. Got to figure Adam out. P, Peter Piper, pecked a, picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Popping the peas. That's what we need to do. Isaiah Thomas now is going to be a permanent. 
there's a P for you, part of the Charlotte Hornets the rest of the way, had a second 10-day contract that he signed, and Rod Boone has come out with a couple of pieces now that the Hornets are really all in with Isaiah Thomas, at least for the rest of this season. And there was a really cool clip circulating on Twitter, uh, Twitter, a part of Hornets Real Access, and he was talking to LaMelo after that Pelicans game. Here's what Isaiah Thomas had to say after that contest against New Orleans. Melo, that was one of the best games I've seen you play. Like, I think it starts with you, where you control the whole game from, from the tip, bro. You're the start of everything. Like, you make us go. So, so keep that in mind and stay locked in and be, be even consistent in that. Like, you, that was a hell of a game by you, bro. I'll leave you with yeah, so that was really cool, right? Isaiah Thomas, we yep. get to see a teaching moment. That's real. It, it looks like you're seeing a genuine moment between a point guard who has been in the league for a while, who's had mm-hmm. success, two-time All-Star, been in the playoffs, been a top five vote getter in the MVP award, and we've seen him go to the straight depths of the NBA where he's in the G League, and again, on a second 10-day contract before the Charlotte Hornets want to bring him around. I, it's always tough. This is always a, a fascinating conversation for me. Like, how do you evaluate or just value in particular mentorship within a locker room? And how do you pay that? Because I would, I think a lot of us would argue Bismack Biombo is an all-time good guy in the NBA. You've seen that this year. Um, and where he's donating his entire salary playing with the Phoenix Suns to his home country, the Democratic Republic of Congo, where he's going to build a hospital. It's going towards a hospital being built, and he's kind of donating that in the in the honor of his late father, who I think died earlier this year, and he was taking care of him. And so that's the kind of guy Biz is. That's mm-hmm. valuable to a Charlotte Hornet squad. On the floor, he just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, you've seen some pretty decent games from him, but also it's not a guy you want to rely on. But Isaiah doing that stuff, for your star, for LaMelo, where he, I think, garners the respect of a lot of dudes. Like, you hear everybody talk about Isaiah Thomas in a glowing way, whether it be P.J. Washington, whether it be Terry Rozier, LaMelo. He, quote, tweeted that, I think, and said, you know, that's my brother. So I think that's valuable, Doug, and especially when you're just talking about 10-day contract, like the rest of the 20 games, quote-unquote, the rest of the season. Yeah, like, I welcome it. That, that That's something that's valuable to me. Yeah, I mean, it may feel like a small thing, and I've never, I've never been a part of a professional locker room in in that way. But I've I've spoken to a lot of professional athletes who have been in that locker room environment, and you hear it over and over uh, that those those kind of comments, those kind of relationships, especially early in someone's career, can make the difference. I, I recall uh, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, speaking about his relationship with Marvin Williams and and how that turned his NBA career from I'm about to get tossed from this league completely to being an impact rotation player, somebody you could depend on to start a few games and be a rotation bench piece for the Charlotte Hornets and turned it into another contract for Lamb. Uh, so there there are plenty of examples of this, and I think it's a I think it's it was a great move. It seemed confusing at the time because it didn't address any particular on-the-court issue that the Hornets had other than they were depending on Rozier a lot for minutes at the backup point guard position. But now, with some hindsight, you say, okay, I get the, I get the thinking here. Isaiah Thomas was a player that could take, and he, he mentioned it in the clip, take control of a game, dominate, be unstoppable. And that, I think, is the next level for LaMelo Ball. Can he, 
you know, take a game, take a game by the reins and say, all right, I, everybody get on my back. I'm going to go win this game and I'm going to get my game to a level, especially offensively, where you're not going to stop me. I'm going to hit your floater. And then when you try to guard the floater, I'm going to take it all the way to the rim. And then when you try to drop back on me, I'm going to knock down a three. That's the superstar level that we saw Kyrie hit, that we saw Jason Tatum hit against the Hornets. And, and I think we're, we're, we're going to see more and more of that from LaMelo. And I honestly think like play-in, that's a great opportunity for LaMelo to really say, all right, lights are brightest, just like the All-Star game. Lights yeah. are bright. Here we go. Turn and Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas talked about give it two or three years and LaMelo can be a top 10, top gotta five. Got to be patient. We've got to remember he's 20 years old. He's yeah. 20 years old, folks. And Isaiah Thomas is telling you that, you know, to be patient. So, no, I, I like the signing given what he can bring to that locker room. I think it was Nada who would always tweet, they need another adult, they need another grown-up there, and they got one in Isaiah Thomas. So pretty cool to see what that clip at least included with his conversation with a LaMelo ball. Let's talk about Bet Online. It's that time of year again. College basketball, the tournament, it's finally upon us. North Carolina getting in there, five bids from the ACC, if that's a team, if that's the conference that you pull for. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball, by the way. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Charlotte Hornets are honoring Eric Dell and uh, and excuse me, Eric Collins, Eric and Dell, Eric Collins and Dell Curry with a bobblehead. I've got one. Let's talk about it. Coming up next, Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Hmm. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. We need the boys to men with that now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I miss go- Nada. We got to get Nada back on the show. I think he's coming back this week. I, I can't tell you. I don't know spot. when. I don't know when Nada's coming back. Nada is... He is the relative that you are happy to see when he shows up, but you're not exactly sure when you're going to run into him. Listeners it's like, hey, are clamoring for him. People want Nada. I want Nada. I want Nada to come back. So Nada, if you are listening to this podcast, which I don't know how much he does anymore. He's got his own things that he's doing. I think he's gotten big I time. Mean, you know, you know me. I don't listen to the show at all when I'm off. Well, <laughs> I got that. this is. A I hear myself talk move. all the time. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you want to hear it. Yeah, you want to hear yourself talk, but anything right, else. I hear you talk. Yeah. So I want to know if Nada is the same way. If you are listening, Nada, we do want you back and we'll see if it can happen. Doug, you said you wanted to address something real quickly coming out of the break. Well, you mentioned the 41 assist. I haven't been able to track down whether that's a franchise record, although I suspect it is. Uh, but I did find the most assist in an NBA game. Uh, that would be, the according to Stat Muse. That would be the Milwaukee Bucks in 1978 had 53 assists so in many. that game. A lot of the top assist games, surprise, I don't know if this is surprising. I have to think about why this is. But a lot of them are 80s, late 70s. Well, for, well number one, uh, they didn't track. StatMuse has assist numbers like through the late 70s. So, and, and I don't know how closely, just like blocks, 
there's certain stats that weren't tracked very well through the years. Uh, but you don't see a lot of like 20 aughts, early aughts, 2010s. Uh, the Washington Wizards had 50 assists in 2021 against the Indiana Pacers. All these big stats against the Indiana Pacers. They had a go of it the past couple of years. They will allow a, a staggering <laughs> amount of stats against them every once in a while. But yeah, a lot from the 90s uh, and a lot from the 80s here and seven and a few from the 70s. Just strange that you know you have to scroll down a little bit farther to get to Golden State in 2016 against the Lakers in a 149 to 106 victory. He had 47 assists. Uh, but I suspect just being in the 40s, that's probably going to be one of the Hornets' best numbers. It has to be. I mean, the only hypothesis I would bring up is like if there is – when you have so much cutting back then, if you get hot because there's so many shots at the rim, they're not taking a lot of three-point shots. And so maybe if you just have a lot of cuts, you know, that's the good old way of playing basketball. We're not going to ISO a lot of dudes. And that's how you score your points. You set a pick for somebody, you hit somebody cutting to the basket, and then they score. Maybe that's the way. I love that scoring. All those 70 teams were able to get those big assist numbers. I didn't even hear that sound by you've been the, the vault has been great. You've been emptying it today. Uh, yeah, well, I got this new little stream deck thingy where I can like load all the sounds and and I can have them all like right in front of me. So I was able to go back through the archives and get some great Dell sound. Come on, man. Well, well I've got some Dell I don't have the same equipment you do, but I do have a pretty cool piece of equipment as I reach over for it. Bang. Okay. The bobblehead. Oh. Eric Collins, Dell Curry, showing it on Give YouTube right now. They are going to honor this iconic broadcasting duo for the Charlotte Hornets. This is going to be, again, on Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks, I believe. How much do you they're... want for it? Um, I think it's priceless. I think it's priceless. Nothing yeah. is priced. Nothing is priceless. No. Well, Name your price. You're right. All right. hundred dollars. You give me triple digits, then I will send it your <laughs> way and I'll just get another one. That's fine. Um, do you want to open take, it? Here? I'm going to take it to e I'm going to go to eBay. I'm going to go to the marketplace on that one. I don't think is this hundred bucks. Is this a collectible item where I don't take it out of the box or I need to take it out of the box and press the sound. Look, hum diddly D there you go. Miles bridges, a thunderbolt from bridges. Okay, I love EC and Dell. I'm going to say that that's not going to really hold value. Uh, so I think you're you're good to take it out of the box. If it were a Lamelo kind of thing, maybe this is not this is not some Spider-Man action figure that you need to leave in the box for a while. Nah, I don't I don't think it's going to end up that way. It's a huge bobblehead, right? If you're going to fit yeah, two dudes at two a people. desk, you got to fit two dudes at the desk. Here, I'm going to try to bring it out. The only way you can catch oh this my. is on YouTube. The grand reveal of the Eric Collins Del Curry broadcast. Look at it. Well, let's describe it. Let's describe it for the listeners. What do we got here? We got. All right, here EC. you go. I need to take the. They still have some plastic. They've necks. got plastic around their necks. <laughs> yeah, goodness let's get gracious. Get that out of there. All right, there we go. Boom. Get rid of it. Here you go. Uh, there's a nice, you know, there's a nice wobble to it. Some of the some of the bobbleheads that I've gotten don't have a really great wobble to them. Uh, uh -huh. A little stiff in the neck. Uh, this one has a great wobble to it. It does. Got the Bally Sports. Uh, what is it? A sign or a laptop? There is. It, it is right there. Bam. Sign. There you go. Yeah, it's their bam. laptop with Bally Sports on the other side of it. There, there is the Hornets new logo on the front desk. They've got their notes. <laughs> they've got their notes down there which is do the notes say anything on them they are just scribbles that's all they, they are just, but hey they, they have say, the mouse how about that attention to detail D. that's the yeah, mouse just should have said hum diddly d on <laughs> well here we can press the button now i don't know where it is yeah, put oh. it near the mic so yeah. we can actually hear what this th i think the button is on the top is the button on the top here it is yeah you're right about that all right here we go let's see the first call from eric collins and del curry on this bobblehead oh no, it doesn't work. 
Oh, no. no. What's going on? Yeah, I'm definitely not giving you a hundred dollars. I just, I just destroyed its value. Why doesn't it you work? You got a busted bobble. I'm gonna have to take control. All right, yeah, I don't check know. The batteries. All right, gotta, let's see. see you got to put some batteries in EC. There's, I did something to it. We'll see if we can get something now. There we go. I didn't hear it. What did it say? It's going on now. The sound isn't going to be loud enough. All right. You're right. You are Debbie Downer. Yeah, I am. Can you hear that yeah. at all? I can't. Oh it's, no. It's what a tough a letdown. <laughs> oh well. Uh you know, we tried it. We didn't we didn't rehearse it. We the call is still going on though. Like it it's still I pressed it twenty seconds ago and it's still going on. I don't know exactly I, I don't know how got, to get it to stop. Look, you got a but well, maybe it doesn't stop. It's like like a cursed Chucky doll. <laughs> this it's just is, gonna haunt you. You're gonna put the, it in the kitchen that night and it's gonna end up in your bedroom somehow and that call was like 30 seconds long. I was legitimately scared if that thing was ever going to turn off. I thought Eric Collins was just going to be serenading me for an entire time talking about Miles Bridges, but a really cool bobblehead. A lot of them don't yeah. look like the characters they're trying to emulate. Decent, like decent job, I guess. I'm not saying it's spitting images, but you know, I felt like the Dwight Howard bobblehead four years ago looked like Kanye. So it's better than that. I feel like it's a lot better this time. And dudes that deserve to be honored, by the way, Doug, we were talking about this before, um, before we started recording. Steve Martin is a legend who is just crazy polished. He's what you think of growing up, Classic. has the excitement, has the good flow calling a game and Eric Collins is just so outside of the box. So different. Everybody wants to talk about Eric Collins when there's something worth talking about with Charlotte, like LaMelo ball being the star that he is. So very cool to see these guys plus Del Curry, the true ambassador of the Charlotte Hornets getting uh getting a bobblehead of them, getting um, them honored is a pretty cool thing for the Charlotte. Yeah. Hornets. Honored. And they're not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing like typically, you save the announcer bobblehead, the longtime announcer bobblehead for the retirement party. Essentially, it's like the gold watch. Mm. It's like, all right, all right, we do the players. Now we'll do the, you know, we do the Steve Martin bobblehead to honor, you know, how long he's been a part of the franchise. But I think uh, this just goes to show what. Well, first of all, Dell is the ambassador of the Hornets, what he's meant to the franchise, mm. and then EC's impact. I mean, he, you know, he gets memed like he's a national conversation <laughs> yeah. piece. People compliment him. Zach Lowe, I don't know if Zach Lowe likes him or doesn't like him, but does talk about him. Um, and so, you know, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I think they are the best tandem that Hornets fans have ever gotten. And I know, you know, some people it's not going to be their taste, and that's fine. Um, but I think just in in terms of being part of the conversation, making Hornets basketball, which hasn't always been the most exciting product, to make it just a little bit more exciting. I think has been a Herculean feat and and they've met that challenge. Yeah, they certainly have. They have met that challenge. And you talk about Eric Collins trying to make Hornets basketball exciting for the last seven years that he's been calling these games when you have one playoff series to show for it and they lost, haven't won a playoff series. Of course, you're going to try to make things more exciting. And he yeah. has. And it's a dude that everybody has embraced despite calling what has been a tough product to sell. You know, I mean, this has been a franchise that notoriously has not hit on their draft picks before Mitch Kupchak came along and hits on LaMelo for sure. Mm -hmm. PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, the draft pieces have been a lot better since Mitch Kupchak has been in place to help this, this team overall. But the point being is that we have not had a good product to call and yet everybody still embraces the hell out of Eric Collins. And of course, Del Curry, it's, it's tough not to embrace Del.
It's true. If you want to embrace debate and talk about like Steve Martin versus Eric Collins or Steve Martin and Dell versus Eric and Dell, you know, if you want to do that game, like Steve Martin has the iconic call when they win the series against Boston. Uh, but, you know, the Hornets haven't won any playoff series. <laughs> They've only been in one since, yeah. you know, EC joined the broadcast. And so, you know, I, I think. It just feels same as I feel the same way about Eric Collins. <laughs> a weird take. I feel the same way about Eric Collins that I do about Lamelo Ball. That they okay. just need the opportunity <laughs> for the lights <laughs> to shine bright, and they it's will. Really they will be amazing. Yeah. When, once they get to the play-in, this is really Eric Collins' opportunity to capitalize. You know, this is what is going to put him in the top five Hornets of all time list. When we do, when we do that in the thirty-five year anniversary, that's your hot take. We can try to run the hot take machine. We need to bring that out. Talk about the vault. We need to bring that out as we release these shows. Maybe this week, there's a lot of good stuff we need to get to. Um, all right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Tomorrow, I haven't talked to him. I think Nick Carboni is going to join us, but we're going to get a confirmation on that. So, yeah, Nick Carboni back in action with us here. Lockdown Hornets. Make your second listen. Lockdown NBA. Lockdown experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.